Tom Bernard Show with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. And Josh Basham. And Mike Molina. And we'll be right back. Catherine had to leave because Andy's moving today. That's why Andy's not here. Andy is moving, so Catherine went to help him move. So I'll be all alone by myself with no help at the house. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Up front, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. And it's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. love that song but i mean who wouldn't love this song i believe one of the very first spots we ran for the kq morning show back in 86 when i jumped in with them i think this was the song they used to promote the show yeah i think if i remember right because they used brown sugar too oh yeah they used brown sugar oh actually one time one of the times of the 8,000 that i got sued (laughs) i I got deposed by this uh attorney and he asked me, why do, you, uh, why do you call black women brown sugar? I said, that's the name of a Rolling Stones song. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you calm down there, pal? <laughs> Honest to God. But, you know, I did, I've never listened to the word. I'm, I'm full, fully honest with you. Once Brian Jones died, I was nowhere near as big a Rolling Stones fan. 
I just wasn't. I loved Out of Our Heads. I thought it was a great album. I thought it was wonderful. But once Brian Jones died, I just I thought they were okay. They, you know, they got a little disco-y. Whatever the the genre was that was popular at the time, the Rolling Stones would move toward that genre, and I don't really like that. Just like be Kiss. yourself. Kiss did the same thing. Yeah, that's pretty much true. So uh, I actually listened to the words in Brown Sugar. It talks about whipping slave women, and it's like what? Ooh. <laughs> It's kind of nasty <laughs> when you sit and listen to it. It's like, what the hell are you thinking about that for? Well, yeah, that, and it might be just an expression of just how bad slavery was. Yeah. You may, oh, that's, uh, yeah. You, you don't even want to think about you know, how miserable that was. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's, hard, it's hard to comprehend how bad it, it was. I mean, well, yeah, there's no question. Yeah. We, 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 we can't possibly understand that at all. We can try our best. Nope. Some people claim to understand it completely, though. No. And they, here's what happened. No, you weren't there, and that was 150 years ago. Uh, you don't know it. You're making it, I don't know. And the same thing's going to happen with the Holocaust. So many of the survivors are going to pass. Yeah. Pass, and, you know, and everybody says, well, I know what it was like. And, no, you don't. No, no you, you don't. don't. You, you, no you can't comprehend how bad it was. You'll never comprehend how bad it was. You are 100% correct about that. Tom Wolfe, author of works including The Right Stuff, The Bonfire, The Vanities, and A Man in Full, has died in Manhattan at the age of 88. It's uh, unfortunate. Reports in New York Times, the cause of death was unclear, but Wolfe had been uh, recently hospitalized for an infection. In addition to his works of fiction, Wolfe became known as a pioneer in the field uh, known as new journalism, in which he employed novelistic techniques and nonfiction pieces, reports the Times, an acolyte of French novelist Emile Zola, and uh, others, other authors of realistic fiction, the stylishly attired wolf. And by the way, <laughs> he's wearing a fedora, he's got the big high collar, he's got the tie, he's wearing a white suit. So he was all dolled up in a 2012 image. So he was 82 years old at the time. <laughs> and. He's, uh, yeah, he's all dolled up, but unfortunately, Tom Wolfe has died at the age of 88. Um, along with Gay Talese, Truman Capote, and Nora Ephron, he helped demonstrate that journalism could offer the kinds of literary pleasure found in books. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I think so. I think that is true. I, I'm sorry to see that, uh, you know, Tom Wolfe, well, he's 88, though, lived a good life. Lived a good full life, I would, I would assume. Right? Yep. Well, 82, and no huge accomplishments. I'm just looking at Bonfire of the Vanities, and yeah. Tom Hanks was in that. Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks, and Melanie Griffith was in the movie. That's a pretty good club. Yeah. I wonder if they'll remake that now. Mm, probably. Probably true. Oh. We reported this briefly in the first hour of the show, what Kensington Palace described as a deeply personal moment for Ms. Markle in the days before her wedding. <laughs> is serious fodder for TMZ, which says it has the latest scoop on Meghan Markle's father. After first reporting, Thomas Markle decided not to attend his daughter's Saturday, uh, Saturday nuptials. As planned, after it was revealed, he allowed a paparazzo to take, uh, to take stage stupid and hammy photos of him prepping for the wedding. TMZ now reports that Meghan reached out to him that he does want to go to the wedding, but he may not be able to now. So we heard that he didn't want to go. And then we just heard about an hour ago that he did want to go, but now we're hearing uh, after one o'clock Central Time that he might not be able to go. He's he's surf he's surfing that uh, 
you surf in that popularity, their populist yes. wave as much as you can. Oh, I don't know if I can go. Oh, you want to talk to me again? Come on, talk to me again. You know, if you, and each time they talk to him, they say, oh, geez, you know, I want to be able to talk to you, but I have some pictures I want you to buy to, to maybe share as well. He's making some money. That's every what it time, is. Every time he changes his mind. Money. Well, sounds like a classic money. pain in the ass. It's getting people to talk about the wedding more and more. It is. There's no doubt about it. But you're right, Molina. He is a classic pain in the ass. <laughs> there's, there's a good question. Is there a, a PR engine for this wedding? To oh, get no. people to talk about it and drive no, it and, no and talk about this. I mean, otherwise, it's, it's some two people getting married. It's a personal thing. Why, who cares? Yeah, who cares? I think you're absolutely right about that. In that order, Thomas tells TMZ he missed a phone call from Megan Monday, but subsequently got a text from her expressing love and concerns over his health following a heart attack he says he had last week. He now wants to reassume his original role as the man to walk his daughter down the aisle and poo-pooed the idea that the queen might have an issue with him, but the whole thing might, not, um, the whole thing might be moot, actually. He's back in the hospital to undergo tests spurred by new chest pains and says it's unclear when he'll be released. If Thomas does not attend, who will walk Megan down the aisle? CNN, uh, CNN suggests the likeliest candidates are her mother, Dor- uh, Doria Ragland, Prince Charles, or Prince William. What a mess this thing's turned into. <laughs> Seriously, could you people be a little more needy? It sounds like an episode of the Kardashians. It does. It really it does. Absolutely. It sounds like, and I think that's kind of what this guy's turned it into, is a Kardashian episode. That's what people want, though. It is what they want. Explain to me, you live in Hollywood, explain to me what, why the Kardashian show got so popular. I don't get it. I... I've been trying to figure that out. You know, my, my girlfriend, she watches it. and well, they, she does? Well, yeah. And they all they all say the same thing. Oh, it's just, you know, it's nonsense. We don't take it seriously. But I, yeah. I, I think they do. I think they they all kind of want to have that sort of stardom and being able to go to all the special events. And, um, you know, a lot of it's just scripted. The drama's scripted. I mean, it really is just a scripted show. Right. But in the guise of a... Uh, that, but it's just you know they never know what what shenanigans are going to happen each week and what drama with you know what athlete and and all that. It's just it's interesting. I think it's rather funny. Yeah, once once, <laughs> once you have yeah, it is, and once you have uh, a popularity, uh, you have this engine that drives it, and so people are watching, and so people will want to be on the show to get some sort of a notoriety. Uh, as a result, an athlete could be on. So, oh, just come on for a couple episodes, and we'll we'll, we'll spin you in here so you get a little uh, more popularity. And I and and I would guess that the, these these royals, they're making money off this. They gotta be. Making I think money so. Off yeah, this. I think you're right about that. I think that. I watched five minutes of the Kardashians. About two minutes into it, I had this thought: maybe ISIS has a point. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy got fired again. I got to reach out to him. As a matter of fact. Yeah, Nick DiPaolo got fired by uh, Sirius because he sent out a text, and he should not. Have, he and the president should get away from uh, Twitter. It wasn't a text he sent out; it was a tweet. He said that uh, he was imploring all these school shooters to go to Fresno State and open up open fire on the uh, on the faculty. So yeah, let's not do that. That's not real funny, there, Nick. Yeah, but you know that. I, I've, and I, I continue to believe it is that comedians should have should be able to say whatever they want. They should well, not. Be, I see what you're you saying. Know, and no, no, he should. No, there should be consequences. Could be consequences for what what he did, and that's not an appropriate thing to do. But they should be able to take those risks, just like a tenured professor should be able to take risks 
in certain kinds of research, certain kind of statements, certain kind right. of positions that they take, they should not be so heavily criticized. It's a joke. It really was a joke. Is it an inappropriate joke? Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of inappropriate jokes. There are I mean, lots of them. You yeah. know, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Slayton. You know, that's not for everybody. No. And all that stuff that he says is very is can be could could be construed as misogynistic. You know, we'll all agree with that. But he's it is funny for some people, and you in 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 other ways he has great insights into things. I mean, he his act was misogynist, but he was a great family man. He loved his wife. God rest her soul. Did yeah. anything for it. He just was a right. huge family man. So. Just do not go see Bobby on a first date. We learned that. Yeah, we did learn that. Don't go see Bobby on a first date because they'll storm out and never talk to you again, apparently. Yeah, remember when they walked? You were there when oh, they yeah, walked. Oh, yeah, when they walked. And, and that, oh, and then a Bobby, oh, man. It was so, it was so funny. Oh, man. Uh, it is guy. unbelievable. God, I wish he could get back out working again. He was great. It was a co-worker's going-away party, but a Michigan woman ended up losing her job. The unnamed 47-year-old's employer, MMI Engineered uh, Solutions, got a tip that the Adrian woman intended to bring laxative lace brownies to her departing colleague's send-off, as MLive puts it. The company seized the brownies before they were eaten and phoned police on... They called the cops off <laughs> on May 3rd. Officers showed up and spoke to the woman whose denial allegedly changed to an admission once she was told the brownies would be subject to forensic testing. Well, what'd you think they were going to do? No, we're not going to do any forensic testing. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll skate. Police say she confessed to including laxatives in the baking mix. The woman won't be charged in part because the brownies weren't eaten, but she has been fired by the saline-based company. The Saline Post reports the uh, woman allegedly told police it was a bad joke. Yeah, I don't think uh, making people poop their pants is all that funny. <laughs> I really don't think it's all that hilarious. Um, yes, it is. You think it is? <laughs> it is Make, pretty funny. Making people poop their pants is a funny thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> it may not be tasteful. It may not be tasteful. Maybe it might not be tasteful. Unethical, maybe, and maybe not immoral, but it's, it's, <laughs> but it is funny. It is funny. You might be right. I just think back to that Dumb and Dumber scene. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Dumb and Dumber scene. <laughs> oh, put the God. laxative in the tea. Yeah, I remember that. And then he's on the hopper there, and we got to hear every second of it, as a matter of fact. That's a really nice touch. Uh, in any case, as she said, uh, it was just a bad joke, not an intentional uh, targeting. She denied having an issue with the departing employee, though other employees disputed that account. <laughs> so uh, she, she said, no, I do not have an, uh, an issue with the departing employee. Other employees said, yeah. They, but once again, we talked about at the very beginning of the show, we talked about your perception. Her perception is she did not have an issue with the woman. Other employees said she did have a dispute with the woman, but did they get that from the other woman? So in other words, was the other woman's perception that that woman doesn't like me and went around telling everybody, oh, that woman's got it in for me. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. I'm so proud to be on this show. And what would not have been funny if she would have included both the laxatives and the, and the edibles in it. That would not have been funny. Why? They could go to sleep and poop their pants. Then. Well, it depends on what kind of sativa or indica. It depends yeah, what, on what kind whatever of whatever it is, whatever's in them. You know, if they, you know, if you were high and having the problem. Yeah, I don't understand the whole situation. It just, what? I've heard of that before. As a matter of fact, I do believe several years ago, someone at KQRS got a bunch of cookies 
sent to them, and they ate them. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? And it turned out they had laxatives in them. But why would you eat food that was sent to you through the mail? <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, a couple you of know. kids at my high school did that in their home ec class with cookies or brownies they or did? something. Yep. What did they do with them? Uh, well, they handed them out to all the classmates, and apparently a lot of people got sick. And, so it uh, made them sick, not just yeah. poop, but it yeah. made them sick. Yep. Well, let's not do that to people, shall we? Yeah. And it's one of the kids, uh, his mom was a teacher at the school. So it was really embarrassing because oh, oh uh, they, they both got expelled. That's not good news. <laughs> so they both got expelled? Yeah. For how long? Uh, they had to go find new schools. They were not welcome oh, back. Oh, oh, you're not welcome yeah. anymore. Because wow. they got the whole class sick. <laughs> See, that is funny. <laughs> Listen, you know, the Bashams, the Bashams are ruining the show today with their laughing at poop jokes. <laughs> maybe, maybe we shouldn't be laughing at physiology, you know. No, <laughs> don't worry about it. No, we'll all get, we'll go, we'll get past it somehow. That's all I know. Uh, Lars von Trier is back at the Cannes Film Festival. And now, is it Cannes or can? Uh, uh, can. Is that, it's can. So right? it is can. can. Yeah. C-A-N-N-E-S is pronounced can. Yeah. Or the popular enunciation is can. Okay, you notice how I went from poop to the can. <laughs> you didn't notice that. that was, that's, that's the transition part of my career. A.K.A. Hopper. <laughs> hopper, yes, could be called that as well. There's no question about it. This is a very serious show. If you, this is the first time you've ever listened to it. This show dials in seriousness really, really well. We take everything very seriously on this show. Um, by the way, Joe sent uh, sent a nice note saying the studio sounds great and the, uh, the equipment sounds great today, Melina. So good job, Pally. Uh, Andy's off wandering around and Melina has to carry everything. It's unbelievable. It's nonstop, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I was due. I mean, come on, it's my last week, so I can still get fired. Oh, Friday, I get to fire him. <laughs> get out. I don't like Sicilians. Get out. <laughs> going to be the greatest we'll be back tom bernard show hi this is tom if you spend any time at the lake you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock you family friends and the calm of the water if this sounds like heaven you're going to want a flow dock flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side to side sway and get this you could install level and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water you see flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flow's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC, or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life. 
And I know they can help you, too. Call now to register for the Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth Dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Great song. What are you drinking that you're playing Strange Brew? No, nothing. Just coffee. Why are you playing Strange Brew then? I don't know. I figure it's my last week. I'll play some of my favorites. Oh, more me now. Yeah. Oh, okay. You nice. know. Yeah. We were talking about the Royals, the Kardashians. You're talking about, uh, you know, uh, having a laxative and brownies. Strange Brew. <laughs> I guess. Strange Brew. I guess you're absolutely right about that. So, I, you know, it's a situation where basically uh, uh, we've decided on Friday at about uh, noon, something like that. No, not noon. Probably about quarter to three. I'm going to fire Molina. <laughs> Who is that? It's, uh, it's our guest. Okay. Oh, early? Uh, looks like Hi. Hey, I got no problem with early. Early's fine with me, but I just got to bring up the right... Uh, I got to bring up the guest information. Yeah. I got to do my yeah. job. You're forcing me to do my job, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I guess that works. That That's fine, isn't it? Yeah, well, you're not scamming anybody like uh, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff? <laughs> How the hell did his name come up? Yeah, just talking with Bill. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to log. I don't want to log in. I'm already, I'm already signed in. Leave me alone. There we go. I bet you I can get to it right now. You know what I'm saying? You guys are doing a great job keeping the conversation going, <laughs> by the way. Keeping it going while yeah. you're trying to get the thing done. Oh, it's Bill. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Hi. Good How you morning. doing? How Happy you doing, Bill? Now, do you pronounce your name Francavilla or Francavilla? Uh, Francavilla. Francavilla. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. Promoting the book, The Madoffs Among Us, Combat the uh, Scammers, Con Artists and Thieves Who Are Plotting to Steal Your Money. Well, Bill, that'd be pretty much everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. But it doesn't have to. We can be very protective of our own resources and resources of our loved ones. You know, it's interesting, Bill. I, I, it took me a long time in life to realize that the more you do for people, the more they want you to do for them, and it's never enough. But the number one thing is people will do anything for money. Where does that come from, do you think? You know, um, and, and I, I wish that was a falsehood. But I, I guess I have to agree with you that uh, uh, the love of money is indeed the root of all evil, mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a great motivator. Uh, we all need some resource, some money, whereby we can sustain ourselves or establish a uh, a better uh, lifestyle for ourselves, our family. And I choose to believe that most people are pretty honest, and they're not going to take advantage. Certainly, most financial advisors uh, yeah. are uh, on the up and up and they're going to do a good job for people. But I think it's uh, a word to the wise being sufficient, just making certain that no one is taking advantage of us and uh, having the uncanny ability to ask the appropriate questions and to be on guard and to make sure we ourselves are informed. 
You know, Bill, I was actually referring to, to fam- I was actually referring to family and friends, not not financial <laughs> advisors. Honestly, guy, I have had more money stolen from me by friends than any oh. institution ever thought of. You know, friends reach. I have to tell you this magnificent story, and I apologize to the listeners because I've told the story about three times. But Bill, you, you would love this story. I have uh, a friend who. Uh, had there was a third party involved that wanted to borrow some money from my friend so my friend lent him several thousand dollars i mean quite a bit of money actually six months later those two went out to a bar and were sitting around and the guy who had borrowed the money from my friend started kind of complaining to him but you know there are things about you that i just don't like i just you know there there you're just not that great a guy i i thought you're a lot better guy than you are and blah blah the guy had had too much to drink or whatever so my friend said to him well what about that money i lent you six months ago and the guy said yeah leave it up to you to bring that up (laughs) (laughs) so bill that's what not a very good friend no thank god i don't know that guy and i never want to know that guy uh, each year, Americans lose billions of dollars to fraudulent activity. My, billions of dollars, Bill, really. It's been estimated that there's over $100 billion, but I am of the opinion, after my several years of research, that that is a very, very modest number. Oh. It's far in excess of that. Far in excess of that. It, it, uh, a, a quick example. Uh, I'm sure your listeners and you all are familiar with the uh, current IRS scam. That's where you get a robocall, and it's right. reportedly from some agent, and unless you respond, they're going to send a sheriff's deputy to arrest you. Well, you know, most of us are you know, pretty well grounded and will suggest, no, this is a scam, uh, it's unfortunate, you hang up and you move on. But there was a, uh, a boiler room uh, located in India, and this guy, uh, whom I uh, write about in my book, his name is uh, uh, Shaggy, that was his nickname, he hired a bunch of people to call, uh, unsuspecting the most vulnerable Americans, typically they are elderly. Within a six-month period, they were able to steal $300 million. $300 million. That's a pretty good day's work by scaring the heck out of people and people believing them to the, uh, to the point that they forward a check or a money order or uh, send them a, a Western Union. It's unfortunate. It really but, is unfortunate. Uh, uh, yeah, $100 billion is, uh, in my opinion, uh, very, very modest. Bernie Madoff, $65 billion. He was only one guy out there. And yeah. There's a lot more like him. A lot more like him. You know, Bill, I have a, I have a question for you, Bill. Um, I actually know someone who has been scammed not once, not twice, mm-hmm but three times by the same person. Oh. And the first time, it was a, it was sort of a, a Ponzi scheme, and the person actually went to jail. They got back out. Oh, they did. And this person that I know invested with the same person again. And yeah. uh, the big surprise, lost the money. A third time, invested again, lost the money. They still talk to the person. Really? Yep, yep. What, what is there a reason? I mean, but why do people keep going back to that bill? Is that common or is that, is this just sort of an, ex, an exception? Well, I, I will tell you that it's very common among the scammers because once they have scammed an individual, they know that there is soft touch. 
And they they themselves, in all probability, I submit that what, what occurred in this situation, as you described, is that the scam artist called again because they knew that this person was sensitive to this and they could be scammed again. Yeah. There was a, um, a guy named uh, Simon Lovell. Simon Lovell has a reputation of being the scam artist of the 20th century. He would walk into a bar, into a restaurant, into any venue and begin scamming people. And he was so, so good at it. Well, he went to jail. He came back out and he wrote a book and he does uh, public uh, speaking against scam artists like himself. And he's famous for saying, I love it when people tell me they can't be scammed because in my mind, they're already halfway to being scammed. So if, 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 the, if the scam guy, the con man, is able to identify a, a mark, if you will, or someone who has vulnerabilities, they're going to go back to that person. I, I was just at a, a program this morning. I was making a presentation uh, to a, a, a retirement facility. And these folks, actually, they were wonderful. They were very sharp. And we shared a lot of different stories about how scammers work. Well, this one lady raised her hand and she said, you know, uh, we had friends in another state. We found out what was happening. The uh, um, uh, scam uh, person called and said that he was um, uh, with a charity and they were collecting money for uh, artificial limbs for uh, injured GIs oh, coming God. back from oh. the Middle East. And, and she, she gladly wrote a check for $375. Guess what? Later in the week, same person called. We never got that check. Would you mind writing us another check? It must have been lost in the mail. She did, and they came back to her again and again over several months. The net loss to this poor woman uh, living by herself, probably had some cognitive issues, over half a million dollars. Oh, God. Hadn't she noticed that the checks had been cashed? You know, there's a very vulnerable demographic here in the United States, everywhere. It's older women, maybe living by themselves yeah. for the first time. Maybe they have cognitive issues. They need help. They need people like you and I to be proactive, proactive in the lives of our mothers, our grandmothers, our, our fathers, our grandfathers, anyone who may be in need of some assistance. It's okay for you and I to knock on the door and say, Mom or Grandma, listen, um, is, have you received any unusual phone calls from the IRS or from Medicare or from somebody whom you're not sure what to do with? It's very common, Grandma. And listen, why don't you lean on me? I'd be happy to help you with your bill paying. As a matter of fact, if you're comfortable, Grandma, I'd be happy if you just send me duplicate statements of, of your bank account or maybe your investment account. It's a loving thing to do, guys, and uh, I would encourage uh, your listeners to be very sensitive to this uh, very vulnerable demographic and be there for them. Yeah, Bill, leave it up to you to bring that up. (laughs) And, Bill, that demographic you're talking about, the the person I was referencing earlier, they happen to fall right into that demo. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It happens. You know, my my mother, uh, she passed when she was 88 years old. She had one of the best responses, you know, like all of us, she'd get phone calls. And she would simply say, oh, um, I need you to speak to my son. He makes all my uh, financial Ooh, decisions. And, and, and I don't care who the son, daughter, friend, nephew, uh, radio host is. It doesn't matter. 
just give this person another number to call or suggest it, it's over. It's over. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah, see, that's so that, it, that's great advice. It is good advice. Because I think most of us, well, let me ask you this, Bill. Do most of us have it in us that we want to be kind, we want to be generous, we want to help out, and we're the people who get nailed? Yeah, I I, I think you're right. Uh, We are. We're generous. I think we're generous as a a nationality and as a people in general. And uh, we've got to be careful because we can be uh, taken advantage of. I, I, I have to admit, I've been... I've been conned years ago. Yeah. I was the victim of a con game. I thought I was smart. And, and m- most of the people, my audiences, tend to be very articulate, very intelligent. And I tell them, similar to what Simon Lovell uh, suggested, he loves it when people say they can't be conned, look in the mirror and say, i pretty smart guy, but I can be conned mm-hmm. because we all are susceptible to it. And number two, the second thing I suggest people do is to avoid making a decision based on emotion. If it sounds to be good to be true and we've got greed uh, in, in the variable or if it's uh, fearful, gee, this, this opportunity is only good to four o'clock this afternoon. After that, uh, you're no longer available to take advantage of this. Or if it sounds, um, sounds too good to be true or is a little fishy, it probably is. And, and the third and last thing um, I encourage folks to do is to stay informed. The Internet is a wonderful thing. Um, it, 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 I was selling a car a couple of years ago, and I decided to list it on Craigslist. And I got four different um, responses, all of the same ilk. And it was, hey, all you, I want to buy that car. Sounds like a fair deal, so on and so forth. Just. Um, let me deposit the appropriate amount of money into your PayPal account. You send me the title, sign it over to me, and I'll arrange for pickup. And I'm saying, what the heck is this? Is this a scam or what? So I Googled PayPal Craigslist scam, and it just it caught on fire. It was like, oh, my God, look at this. Mm-hmm. A total scam because the, the people who are going to put the money in the PayPal account, they've stolen that PayPal money from another PayPal account. <laughs> So they're 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 happy to pay for it, but when PayPal finds out that it came out of your account, guess who is responsible for the funds? You, you've been scammed. So there's yep. a new scam born every day. Uh, it, it's it's so important to be, pay attention. Um, the, the the one that is uh, crazy right now. This has really captured a lot of imagination, and the scammers are out in front of it. Uh, as you probably know, forty four million beneficiaries of Medicare are going to be receiving new Medicare cards uh, within the next 12 months, right. May of 2018. Okay, it, it's been out there. So what the uh, scammers are doing is they're calling, uh, again, their favorite demographic, older Americans, and they're saying, hey, I'm with uh, Medicare benefits, um, and all I need is your Social Security number oh, so God. I can expedite delivery of your new card. Or... Uh, just send us $25, and we'll make certain that your new card uh, arrives in a timely fashion. And both are lies, and both are scams. They're fishing for information or, or checks. Bill, we need that's, ta- a, that's, that's a bad one. We need to take a very quick break. Can you stay with us for a few more minutes? Yeah. I'm I have happy a, to. Thank you. I have a question for you. Uh, coming right back in just two minutes, Tom Bernard Show. Chris Lindahl's here. 
talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah. The biggest challenge right now is, you know, you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is, is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel? townhome for temporary housing, or are you going to move in with Tom? Well, they're not going to move in with me. They might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to them. Where are they going to go? Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee yeah, like where there's, there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected so you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller, and when you find a property, then you sell. It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer. I have the answer. Here we go. <laughs> That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold, chrislindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Then I'll get on my knees and pray. We don't get fooled again. We are with our special guest. Uh, the book is called The Madoffs Among Us Combat the Scammers, Con Artists, and Thieves Who Are Plotting to Steal Your Money. Bill Frank of Avila. Uh, Bill, you just brought up Medicare. And uh, hey, all we need is your social security number and we can get everything rolling and cooking and everything. Here's what I don't understand the, the U.S. government, Medicare, asks Medicare recipients to please write your Medicare number on the check, right? They want you to write your Medicare number on the check. Well, the problem is your Medicare number is your Social Security number with a letter behind it. Why would they do that? So everybody now can can look at your check as it clears the bank. It does this. It does that. Whatever. Everybody knows your Social Security number now. Why would they do that? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll put this on government bureaucracy and the infinite uh, wisdom of the federal government. However, <laughs> the, our, our new Medicare cards um, exchange a person's social security number with an anonymous number presently. So oh. your your social will not uh, will no longer be present. Now, for the many many close close to fifteen percent of the population. Here's something that your audience, our listeners, can do right now. Uh If you've not yet received your Medicare card, take the Medicare card out of your wallet, out of your purse, take a black magic marker, and strike it right through that Social Security number. It is not necessary when you you provide it to a health care facility. You just don't need it. Strike it. Put it back in, and when you get your new card, rip the old one up. I like it. It, Great question. Great question. And this is the reason we're all uh, presently receiving new Medicare cards for that very reason. It it, it exposes people uh, to uh, um, uh, theft. Now, we were talking. Actually, the government's doing the right thing by exchange. Good. Well, finally. 
it, it took a while, but they yeah. finally got around to it. Yeah. We were just talking during the break about uh, about people getting scammed and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I have been scammed in my life. Uh, Bill, you admitted you had been scammed in your life. My situation was a couple of guys that I thought were my friends came to me and said, you know, this Hurricane Katrina thing was just horrible and devastated the U.S. military down there. A lot of the U.S. military people have nowhere to live now. So we're going to set up and we're going to build a bunch of houses. Would you like to invest in that? I cannot tell you how much money I lost in that deal. Oh, my goodness. Trying to help the U.S. military. Well, not one military person ever moved into any of the houses which they stripped all the equity out of. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Trying trying to help out. Listen to that. Yeah, and your heart's in the right place. Um, Listen, everybody wants to help our vets. When there's a a tragedy like Houston flooding or a hurricane uh, on the East Coast or a devastating storm somewhere, Who's more generous than we Americans? Nobody. No, and we right. want to help. But my goodness, um, if it's not a 501c3 organization, we are uh, susceptible to uh, getting rough. There is a, a website called charitynavigator.com. Charitynavigator, just the way it sounds, .com. I encourage people to go there and see if the nonprofit is for real. And also see where Charity Navigator grades them. They go, you know, this uh, organization, maybe it's the Boys and Girls Club, they do a fabulous job because 85% of their uh, receipts go for direct benefit to the kids, for instance. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. I'm I'm all over that. That is one of AARP's top six scams in America, charities. People just make charities up. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it, it's good money. In fact, uh, specific to Houston, there were a number of scams that came up, and they said Houston Relief Fund or Flood Relief Fund or whatever. Right. And they're simply collecting checks and cashing them. There's no benefit going anywhere. <laughs> Isn't it just terrible? So it the psychology it of it, Bill, have you ever have you ever talked to anybody the psychology of it? How these people can actually sleep at night, I do oh. not understand. There, I, I I, I get it. I get it. They have no soul. When you can take <laughs> life savings, <laughs> they look in the mirror, they see nothing. They, they avoid holy water, I'm sure. But my goodness, you, <laughs> you, um, you're taking a poor widow's last earthly dollar yep. so that she's destitute and she's uh, relegated to Medicaid living. Come on. I, I, I would love to be in a room by myself with a person that does that and uh, dispense justice. Come on, that's just terrible. But um, it, it, is the nature of man evil? I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question. Suffice to say, there's a lot of people who really don't care about anything other than what I heard you reference earlier, money. Yeah. And they're, they're, they don't care. They're going to hurt anybody and everybody. So that's, their, that, that's the image they have of themselves is, oh, I'm, I, I got money, therefore I win. Exactly. Come and uh, how they justify it, uh, um, uh, Carlo Ponzi, back in 1920. There you go. You know, he's the one who inaugurated the, uh, yeah. the Ponzi scheme. A Sicilian. When he was finally caught, when he was finally caught, this is what he said publicly. He said, um, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, 
and, and what he did was he stole about seven million dollars, which is, equates to about eighty-five million bucks to, in today's dollars. But he said it was well worth fifteen million dollars because of the show I gave him. He says it was the greatest show in America since the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. That, that was his justification. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody had a good time. It was no problem. Yeah, except for they're all out there, money. Yeah, that's good, Carl. That's yeah. really it. Yeah. It Thank amazes you, me. Uh, the book is available everywhere. I'm assuming, Bill. Thank you. Yes, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Thank you. You were very, very good guests, and I, I might reach out to you again because there are so many scams going on. I still get people, and you know, it's amazing, Bill. I have lost most money to people I've known for years. That that ask that ask for either help or whatever, and I yeah. never see it again. It's unbelievable. It's you, you need a whole new group of friends. I'm going to be your friend. Okay, Bill, you. I got this really really mean attorney now, which I really like. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful it. thing. I love Bill. Thank you so and much for your time. I would be ha- I would be happy to be your guest again. Call me anytime. Thank well, you. I'd love to talk to you again because I got a lot of questions. Believe me, Bill okay. Frankaville. It's spelled F R A N C A V I L L A. The book is called The Madoffs Among Us: Combat the Scammers, Con Artists, and Thieves Who Are Plotting to Steal Your Money. Thank you, Bill. Uh, he was Thank good. you. Who really knew what he was talking about? He did. He did. And, and I, and I did want to ask, maybe, maybe Tim, when you have him on next, is that... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's, no, no big deal. But I've noticed that the, we've been around people who scam. You know, some guy that was doing some scammy artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. there was another uh, another person, uh, Tom Petters. And, yes. Uh, you know, and I met them, and Lindsay, I would talk to them, and they would spend... Two or three seconds with us, and realize this ain't going anywhere. Right? No, that's because that's very true. They, they, for whatever reason, I, I really wish I could understand what is wrong with Lindsay and I that a scammer doesn't want to talk to us. So there's there's something about the way you look at things, the way you act or talk or respond yep. to a couple of yep. questions they ask, and they're just on to the next person. They're looking for the mark. No, no question. Tom Petters never asked me for any money. That was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, he. I knew Tom, and same with. Uh, with uh, Denny Hecker, neither one of those guys ever asked me for any money. That that very high level scammer, I guess. Huh, interesting. The I mean, literally, the people that I lost money to were people I'd known some in some cases up like for thirty years. They all of a sudden decided that they needed money, and I was the uh, I was the guy to go to because I always try to help people out if I can. Yeah, you and always. People, they either perceive me as a sucker or they perceive me as trying to take advantage of them somehow. You are you are kind to your friends and you support your friends and maybe to a fault. I mean that they the people just see that Seems as a like vulnerability. A fault. <laughs> yeah, well, some people <laughs> might say that. that. Some people might say yeah, that. Yeah, some people might say that. It's absolutely true. But um you know, on the other, on one side of that, I'm kind of shocked that law enforcement at certain levels doesn't care. I mean, it's really hard to believe. What the FBI? I I have not had much trouble with the FBI. Has been great and all the rest of it. U.S. Attorney's Office is another is a whole another kettle of fish. It's basically the response I'm getting is they just don't care. They, they don't just, care about scams or people fraud. They couldn't like care that. less about the fact that people stole a lot of money from me. Huh. So I don't know if it's a political thing or what that is, right? 
Yeah, I, I have no idea. I wonder if it's uh, you know like with the, the credit card fraud. If it's a couple hundred bucks, the credit you know the the credit card company says, well, that's it. Doesn't matter. You say, well, can't you find out who did it? And they say, well, we can, oh, but it, it's not worth our time. It's not worth their time. Maybe it's yeah. just so prevalent. It's just so many cases. It's 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 just no time. Well, I, that's <laughs> what I, I guess I'm coming to understand is that there it's so prevalent. It it is everywhere. People scamming other people out of money. Uh, accusing them of this or doing that. Uh, people are nuts. I'm sorry, but what I've learned, and it took me all this time to understand, that people are damaged. They really are. And yeah. It's unfortunate. Right? Yep. And, and uh, you, you wonder if this new generation of snowflakes coming along, oh, if, God. They're, if they're oh. going to be... Well, you'd have to work, though, to lose money. Oh, that's right. Yeah, have, have, have to have money. That's right. You'd have to work. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I literally think that if I ever made another friend in my life, I would have to sit down and they'd have to fill out a form. Do you love your mother? Do you love your father? I, because, yeah. honestly, yeah. I, I want to know your entire background. Otherwise, don't come near me. That's it's right. unbelievable. Where'd you come from? Where'd you grow up? What culture did you grow up in? Yeah. By the way, professionals, too. Well, look at what Wells Fargo did. That was yeah. the scummiest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. This is an organization well-respected over the years, been around for many, many years. Who, who could I trust if I can't trust Wells Fargo, right? They, how many people did they scam? How are they still in business is what I want to know. Yeah. How are you still doing business on a daily basis after what you did to people? Opening co- accounts they didn't even know existed. It's amazing to me. But, it is. Uh, it is that, they let, let the, that the Justice Department let them get away with that. They yeah, let, I know. Let them get away with this huge corporate fraud or corporate uh, discretion, yep. at the very least. And, oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. I know. Sometimes that happens. It's like, sorry. Yeah, uh, if you could send them out one penny on the dollar, that'll make everything better. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's right. How? Even in the, you know, even in the, the startup world out in California. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's as much as... I wouldn't go as far as calling it scamming, but there's a lot of, you know, kind of dishonesty or, or some deception as far as, you know, opportunities and, and, and folks being talked into investing in, in certain opportunities, which may not be all they seem. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it's just all kind of, they're all packaged in, in different formats, but, uh, you know, I've never been there. I'm sure you have. I got to believe that, uh, that Silicon Valley, there's a, so much scamming going on there. You can't oh, yeah. even, oh my God, can you imagine well, there's the a lot level? Of, yeah, there's a lot of talk about a lot of these sort of cryptocurrency, altcoin, you know, startups. A lot of them are real sort of pump and dump kind of situations right. where I I wouldn't go as far as saying Ponzi schemes, but it's, you know, it's pretty close. If you get in early, you can get up on the upswing right. and then they just crash. You know, yeah, and if you get sad. in and cash out with the, and there wasn't any such thing as called insider trading, you know, a, a while back, they're, they're trying to crack down on that now, but you know, that it was the wild west Yeah, it was, there yeah. for a while. Yeah. They were pyramid schemes. Yeah. It's all pyramids. <clears throat> they're just, they might as well be selling Amway. How can they get away with it doing that? Why doesn't anybody step up and go, this has to stop? Because the people on the top were making money, they had you know, and it so was so that's what it is. Because they're making it was, money, so it's okay. And, and it was it was a small amount from so many people, you know. People typically either didn't complain because they lost a couple hundred bucks, or who knows. But maybe you know, hopefully they'll start cracking down on it and go back and start that would prosecuting. Be but it's a shame. It is a shame. I got to mention this. Hope this is not even a lighter note. But this morning <laughs> I'm on the air, 
and I get a, a notification that I just got a, a message, right? I go to the message, and it's uh, Mr. Skin, who we have on the show yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Skin Hall of Famer Margot Kidder. And there she is with a, one of her jugs hanging. It's like, come on, man. The woman just died. Can we give it at least, a, like, 24 hours? A little. Honestly, God, I'm looking at it right now. I was like, what are you doing? A little discretion. A little discretion. Should be good? Uh, Mr. Skin. I like Mr. Skin, but please don't send me dead women's naked pictures. It would be really great if you didn't. I would really appreciate that at a very high level. We'll be back with Hour 3 in just a few minutes. Thank you.